The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. I am tired. I am dehydrated. Mm-hmm. I'm about $200 poorer. <laughs> but you know what? Those are the sacrifices you make to go watch the bands you love. That's true. Welcome to the game. My name is Mitch Fortner, sports director at News Radio KMAN. Troy Coverdale to my right, my number two. David G. Just kind of hangs around. <laughs> and Travion Berkland is here as well, who is also at yesterday's concert uh we will talk about that concert though coming up here in the next segment coming up in hour number two it is phil Steele day we talk to him annually about the college football season what's to come what's to expect out of the cats out of the big 12 out of the college football playoff the heisman trophy race he has predictions on everything because he releases a college football preview magazine every single year i've been getting it for for forever every year Mm -hmm. and now i finally get to talk to the guy about that preview this year. That interview is coming up in the hour number two at 510. It's a two-parter as well. We talked for about 20 minutes talking about cats and uh, in college football. Is DY ready to go? All right, let's get to it. It is Wednesday. You know what that means. AEW Fighter Fest Day 2 <laughs> is tonight in oh. Georgia. Mm-hmm. But that also means as well, Derek Young from Casey Online joins us. Dy, uh, we got some uh, some interesting news uh, earlier today via the Instagram, and that is Dede Ames, who is a four star, is going to be committing tomorrow. Is that right? Committing tomorrow to the school of his choice. Are you talking about Joshua Manning or Day-Day Ames? I'm sorry, Day-Day Ames is today, right? Is he the yes. one today? Joshua- Day-Day was supposed to go at 4 o'clock. We're still waiting. Hmm. Okay, I, I, my bad. I got it mixed up. Joshua Manning is tomorrow, but Day-Day Ames is today. It was at 4 o'clock, but we haven't heard anything, right? We're still waiting on that announcement? Yeah, yeah we're still waiting, but uh, not to spoil it but i'm not really worried i think yeah. it's going to turn out pretty well for kansas state okay well here, here's what we'll do since you're on for just one segment today um you let us know when because I'll, I'll i'll be trying to do in some refreshing as well but if you see something pop up before i do um yeah. just say hey i got some big news i need a break and i'll mm-hmm. have travion hit the the breaking news sounder and i'll let you break the news how's that how's that sound well, that- that sounds perfect, and I don't think that I'm breaking this, so to speak, but in terms of the Joshua Manning announcement, which I think is tomorrow night at his high school at Lee Summit in Missouri. Um, three weeks ago, you asked me, I, I felt pretty good about K-State, and I think they were going to land his commitment, but uh, some cold feet there right up at, at the last second um, motivated him to push it back. So now we're three weeks from that point, and he's going to announce tomorrow night. I feel like that one's going in the favor of Missouri at this point. Well, excuse me for getting those players mixed up. Again, I, I said at the top of the show, just, you know, heads up, dehydrated. I'm tired. It's been a long yeah, that's last 24 hours. Too. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'll, I'll do better. I promise you, D.Y. But uh, you mentioned Joshua Manning, the four-star 
wide receiver Lee Summit, Missouri kid. Uh, first of all, nine o'clock committing at nine o'clock at night. That seems a bit late. Yeah, that 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 that's, that kind of surprised me too, especially when the announcement is going to be on site in a ceremony of sorts at, at his high school, like similar to what we saw, you know, from Avery Johnson and Dylan Edwards. So I was like, nine o'clock at night at your high school is, is a little strange. Yeah, commitment from Joshua Manning, followed by the Lee Summit High School Sadie Hawkins dance <laughs> coming from uh, from the high school after the commitment. It's late enough. Um, so if he does, if it does go the other way, doesn't go K-State's way tomorrow uh, with Joshua Manning, um, I, you know, I wouldn't assume that's in any way any panic mode because Jacoby Lane is still there and a possibility, but... If that doesn't go K-State's way, is it more, all right, we need to really go all in on Jacoby Lane to try to do anything to get him? I mean, that raises the stakes a little bit on Jacoby Lane. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you'll see them expand their options still. I think they still want it to be a three, four wide receiver class. They're losing quite a bit of receivers after this season. So the opportunity in front of a lot of these players is right there for the taking to, you know, they're going to have an a chance to play relatively early in their careers, perhaps as soon as year one. Um, and that's probably what they sold Andre Davis. So I, I don't want to overlook what they already have because Andre Davis is a pretty heck of a player too. And they already got him committed. They're, they're, like you said, they are chasing Jacoby Lane and it raises this, this, the stakes a little bit. You'd like some good news on that front and he's visiting next week. So at least that is a positive sign, but I, Here's where I'm at too. Uh, it's never easy landing or you know winning these contentious recruiting battles. We almost got a little bit spoiled over the last you know handful of months because they've won for such a high percentage of them. But that's not always rooted in reality. I guess is what I want to say. Typically, you're going to win around a third or less of these contentious recruiting battles. So now we got spoiled and can't states seemingly winning like 80 to 90 percent of these battles over the course of the last four or five months but you know some of this is going to come back down to earth just because that's just not a sustainable clip so um and and the last part i was going to say is that as long as avery johnson is your quarterback commit you're going to be an attractive destination for wide receivers so if you do miss on one or two or three there's probably going to be a few names pop up and emerge that are just as appealing uh, excuse me for all my typing here. I got logged out on Instagram, so I'm trying to st- trying to get logged back in as I quickly as I possibly can because of Day Day Ames. I don't think he has Twitter. He's been doing everything on Instagram. Is that right? He does have Twitter, I believe. But oh, I couldn't find it. I, I anticipate this coming through his Instagram because the rest has. His announcement originally did as well. So Jacoby Lane, he he's still. He hasn't ever in any time announced anything about making an announcement anytime soon, has he? Uh, no, 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 no announcement. I think he's got two visits coming up here at the end of July. The period's only open for a week, and I imagine and I anticipate him visiting both K-State and then Oregon. Oregon hasn't offered. This will be a second or third visit there, though, so this seems like a trip that can manifest in one, and, and that becomes you know probably a bit of a steep challenge for the Wildcats if, if Oregon becomes a serious player just because, you know, you know it's a flashy school. It's a good school for a wide receiver. They have a five-star quarterback, Mitt. 
So Kansas State gets him on campus a week from today, Wednesday, and then he'll be at Oregon that following Saturday. You'd like to close it so that he doesn't make it to Eugene. I don't know how realistic that'll be. All right, well, last update from Daddy Ames. I'm still seeing on his Instagram story, still saying 4 o'clock, but um, yeah, other than that, it's now 4.15. Is Chicago Midwest? Yes, it or is. Central time? Central time. Yeah. It absolutely is. Windy City. Uh, yeah. yeah, not too not, – yeah, still it's, you know, it's the eastern border, I guess, of the uh, – of the central time zone, Kansas, more on the western side, I believe. Because, yeah, isn't that the separation, right? Yeah. I it, I think it's somewhere in Indiana, actually, just east of Chicago. I don't think all of Indiana is in one time zone. No, it's not. Well, total, I mean, total pain in the keister. Well, even if it was four o'clock Eastern time, it would have been three o'clock Central. So we would. Yeah, so what are we? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Indiana is kind of weird. It's kind of like Kansas. You know, like on the western border of Kansas, kind of some counties are in the mountain time zone. Uh, that's what Indiana is. Some of their counties are in the central time zone, but uh, Kentucky and, and Tennessee all cut in half with the uh, look at us talking time zones as we patiently wait for Day Day Ames it is to K-Man. make his commitment. It's the day we, are it's... All, we are also in the best time zone, I uh, will say. I, I, I've lived the bulk of my life in the eastern time zone. Well, I don't know if it's the bulk of my life anymore, I guess. Uh, well, it still is, but barely. Um, and I pr- much prefer the central time zone over the eastern time zone if we want to have that discussion. Look at us trying to find things to talk about on the day after the All-Star game. <laughs> a game I didn't watch, and uh, maybe a game I didn't really care to watch anyway. Same. I, I just, To be honest, since my I was in college, it's really been hard to latch on to baseball. Most of that is because... You're a Reds college, fan? I've, yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't... <laughs> it's so hard to watch your own team if you're not in the market. Right. Yep. Exactly what I went through uh, sitting in Colorado, too. Yeah. And then I lived in Iowa for oh. a bit. And, and, and I don't know if you all are aware of, you know, because we know the blackout rules as well as apply. Yeah, I'm, I got this one. Five, yeah. what is it, five teams? It's like, I think it was seven. There's seven teams that get blacked out in the Iowa market. I mean, what? I, that's still, that's Wait, just that's one of those crazy. decisions that boggles my mind to limit the viewing of a baseball fan depending on where they live it could be more or less which means though that it means that you essentially have 14 teams that you can't watch on any given night right because in iowa i know we got blacked out for the milwaukee brewers the chicago cubs chicago white Sox, um minnesota twins st louis cardinals kansas city royals and someone else jeez Uh uh-huh who's left (laughs) <laughs> good god well we're still waiting for day day ames who was supposed to commit to the school of his choice at four o'clock it is now uh 4 18 and uh from chicago panic. yeah i'm i'm <laughs> is he now getting cold feet are we having more student athletes get cold feet about their yeah, commitment and decide i'm gonna push it a little bit further uh before we make a decision i suppose we can maybe uh dui as we Still wait a while to see if he'll uh, make his commitment sooner or later. Uh, talking about Dade Ames, the four-star point guard from Chicago, the Windy City. Shameless. Um, the Bears. I could keep going. Um, with conference realignment, uh, boy, I, I tell you what, it kind of feels like every day, maybe not so much the Big 12 getting stronger, but the Pac-12 is getting weaker because nobody wants to do business with the Pac-12. That's the Big 12 just – 
a day ago, two days ago, saying, eh, we're going to withdraw from these talks. You don't exactly give us what we need. And we don't, well, we don't really even need you. I think we're just fine on our own. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard for me to gauge where this is ultimately going to finish. What I will say is that, like you have alluded to, the Pac-12 seems to be you know, wrestling with a lot of weakness. And, and I, I don't know that they're vulnerable because it doesn't seem like enough of their schools are really itching to find a destination tomorrow. And I think there's probably motivation for the majority of them to wait it out. Um, you know, Washington State and Oregon State, they need the Pac-12 to remain viable. Oregon and Washington want to not commit anywhere for as long as they can, you know, for the next year or two until the grant of rights expires for the Pac-12. They, they, you know, committing quickly is not in their best interest if they still have higher aspirations, which most believe they do. They, they, those two programs think that they belong in the Big Ten or SEC. The problem is the Big Ten and SEC doesn't necessarily um, believe that, at least at the moment. And, and they probably need pu- to be pushed to believe that, whether that is Notre Dame saying yes, I, I don't know. It, it, there's also some Pac-12 writers that don't believe USC and UCLA really want Oregon with them. So I don't know what that means for those two, but they don't want to commit anywhere at this point. And in terms of the Big 12, it's, it's hard to see Cal or Stanford being options and if the acc is off the table i think that they would rather the pac-12 stay together as is so that just leaves the four corner schools and when the majority wants to stick together i guess that probably makes it more complicated for the four others and and i think they still want to see the actual numbers right And, and i don't know that those have been presented just yet and anything from the big 12 is going to be a projection instead of a concrete number as well all right, D.Y., well, let's see here. Nope, nothing yet. All right, I, I did a bunch of refreshing, and uh, I, I suppose we can do it this way because I didn't want to keep you too long today. I know, um, I'm sure today, you know, with the pending commitment that we're all expecting, um, plus uh, we're jam-packed on the show today, so I didn't want to keep you too long. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess we can assume, like, we, we've seen the cat signal from the, the, from the staff, and Danny Ames said he's committing it at four. He hasn't yet. But let's just let, let's go over a refresher. If mm-hmm. K-State was to get Day Ames, what kind of player are they getting? Because I believe if he does commit to the Cats, he'll be the highest recruit for K-State basketball since Wally Judge. Yeah, he's a top 50 player. He's a left-hander. Um, has a really good handle on the ball. Very tight handles, uh, just a pure ball handler in that way he can really get downhill to the basket with his dribble um and he's very quick off the bounce so you know a lot of players are are fast and you put the ball in their hands and they're a little slower not day day he 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 maintains his speed even with the ball in his hands i really like that about him he could probably become a better shooter um you know be a little bit smarter with the basketball but he plays with good pace he's a really offensively inclined player the skill level is pretty high um, I think his shot's going to get better, and, and it's already pretty solid. So, yeah, this is a very offensively inclined player with a lot of skill in that phase of the game. Um, not the greatest athlete in the world, but he's pretty quick. Um, but you don't have to. You don't always have to be a great athlete to be good at basketball, right? You've seen so many tremendously skilled players that, you know, and, and 
I use this, you know, per capita, like by comparison sake, these guys are all better athletes than me or you, but just in comparison to the guys that they're going up against on the floor, sometimes you can get by with just skill. He has a little bit of everything. He'll need to probably take his biggest leaps on the defensive end of the floor. When you're not the best athlete on the floor, that phase of the game can be a little bit more difficult. And I think that he's probably um, paid a lot more interest to in, in the offensive part of his game and, and a lot less on the defensive part. So if there's a, a part of his game where he needs to close the gap the most, it's probably on the defensive end. If he does commit to K-State, that's Danny Ames. He would be the first for the class of 2023 for Coach Tang and the staff. And uh, four stars, like we said, according to rivals, and I think that's pretty much everywhere you're looking at four stars. And mm-hmm. according to rivals, the number 46th player in the country. Um, and it uh, would be great to get a win over Brad. Mm-hmm. I, I might mention that as well. He also has, he, He's taken a visit, does have an offer from Illinois. But uh, chances are he is coming to K-State. All right, D.Y., I'm refreshing again. I've stalled. You've done a great job. I haven't been on my on my best game. Probably not going to submit this for a KB. So we will uh, <laughs> we'll try to do better. I'll, I'll try to do a lot better next week, D.Y. But that's all I got for you. Anything you want to plug before I let you go? Hey, no, we'll continue to pump out some some uh, podcasts from the KC Sports Network three mall podcast and, and then we're just gearing up for fall camp at this point or at least close to it at, at KSO you know football's right around the corner all right Derek appreciate it hope to talk to you next week absolutely I'll see you then Derek Young from K-State Online did a great job yeah he's he always awesome. great I, I I owe him many apologies mixing up Day Day with Joshua Manning. God, you know, was these a, things, I know. That was embarrassing. Bit of dude. a blunder. Bit of a yeah. blunder to start the show. This is why you take an extra day to recover after yeah. a concert. Yeah, and you are you are mu- <laughs> you're much more sunburnt than I I, I noticed. I don't think I'm sunburnt. I just slap my face around. Yeah. That's how confident you're, I am that I'm like not. You're like me. You're like me. I just bronze. You know, I I rarely get burnt. I can get I can burn up. I can burn on like my arms. Damn you but, both. <laughs> my face just gets brown. Well, what I. I I used to get that way, and then something changed, and I yeah, huh. some something along the lines of getting older and <laughs> getting older, and uh, oh by the way, the bald spot kind of showed up. <laughs> well, I, I kept doing one eighties in the while I was waiting in line to get in the concert because that sun was beaming oh. from the west, Ooh. and you know, do five minutes on the back, five minutes up front, you know, just kind of keep the keep Smart. the rotating going, but, keep the chicken turning. <laughs> rotisserie chicken action but it's just i just do want to say it was embarrassing when you did that when you mixed up i'm sorry to embarrass you i'm sorry to embarrass the show sorry to embarrass the station in the in the city of manhattan and there's riley county the tri-county area riley for those listening in kansas city we got a bunch of listeners in kansas city also dodge city hutch Mm -hmm. wichita florida morganville morganville sorry to morganville and clay center i blew it they're taking the sign down home of mitch the ford ford they're taking it down but we're gonna put it back up in this upcoming. Uh, well, actually, the uh, the voters, the taxpayers there in Morganville, are like, spend our money on this. <laughs> I don't think so. Let's put up uh, chain nets on the basketball goals at the sh- at the closed down school instead. All right, when we come back, uh, I didn't do it yesterday because I wasn't here. Top ten list. It is uh, focused around that concert from last yeah. night. That's next on the game. Well, before we get to my thoughts and my latest top 10 list, we did get the commitment 
It has now been announced by Day-Day Ames, Chicago, Illinois, four-star point guard. And he released a video that's a minute and 40 seconds. Not going to play the whole thing, but here is the part of the video that we all wanted to hear. I chose the school I'm going to because the coach staff was honest with me, very trustworthy, and I believe they're going to get me ready for the next level. I would like to thank God for getting me this far and also thank my parents, my family, Next Level 24 Trainer, and all my coaches who has poured into me throughout my career, helping me with this basketball journey. I'm thankful for everybody who supported me making my decision, and thank you to all the coaches and programs who recruited me. And now, the school I will be committed to is Kansas State. Go Wildcats. There you have it. He is committed to the Wildcats, four-star point guard. He is the highest rated, according to what I've seen, uh, doing some quick research, uh, the highest commit to uh, commit to K-State since Wally Judge in 2009. Really? 46th uh, best player in the nation, according wow. to rivals. He's uh, rated number 69, hey now, um, in uh, 24-7 sports. Nice. Wow. Wally Judge. That's a while ago. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, a serious poll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So congratulations to Coach Jerome Tang and the rest of the staff, the rest of the players, everybody at K-State involved as they have their first player, their first commit for the class of 2023. Yeah. I'll give you a little bit more info. He's six foot, uh, 160 from Chicago Kenwood High School, and uh, he also had offers. I don't know if I'm going to go down the whole list. I suppose I could, but uh, – Uh, Just in order of how it's presented on Rivals, George Washington, Illinois, LSU, Loyola, Chicago, uh, Marquette, Maryland, Michigan State, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, and Tulsa all had offers in to uh, his uh, name is Darren Ames, but he goes by Day-Day Ames. All right, let's get to my top 10 list for this week. Wasn't here yesterday. I went to the stadium tour show at Kauffman Stadium featuring Joan Jett, Poison, Motley Crue, and Def Leppard. So it's time for my top 10 list of the week. It's my takeaways from last night's concert. Number 10. I spent too much money on beer (laughs) last night. (laughs) How much were beers? 15 bucks. Thus the dehydration and the empty pocketbook. (laughs) 15 bucks a piece for a 24-ounce can of beer. Yeah, that's a thing. That is, I I haven't been to a Royals game in a couple of years. Is that game to game prices for a beer? I think the beers are twelve bucks. I don't think it's fifteen. Good yet. God! Yeah, I think it's twelve. But I haven't been since the playoff game, and it was so cold. I didn't want. I didn't want a beer. So, God, that's just atrocious. Welcome to having had heart failure. I'm not buying a beer at a stadium anytime soon. No. But, and Travion was at that show as well. He's not old enough yet to uh, purchase yeah, he, a beer. He's so. never had to drink. I still had a food moment that I very much regret. Which is, what, what happened? Because I didn't eat by the time I got to the stadium. So I was like, oh, I mean, it'll be a little expensive, but I'll get something here. I got a burger and fries and a soda. Guess how much it was? I'm gonna 27. Guess 36 bucks. I was going to say 23. 28. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. Come on down. So 28 I, bucks. You're I, like, no, I just said one. I, I just want one. And it was like a crappy 
like mm-hmm. gas station burger. It was the literally the worst purchase of the night for me. Oh. And I was kicking myself so hard. But. I've had a couple of burgers at Toyton Family Stadium. I actually think they're pretty good. Oh yeah, they're pretty tasty. Oh yeah, the the uh, Sodexo at K State they do a great job. Their burgers are awesome. Yeah, there's a difference between Sodexo and Aramark. Yes. <laughs> Number nine. Uh, number nine. People around me were really kind of bothering me. Oh, uh, in a way. To our right, and we I had, want to listen to the music. We we had, and this is a with this kind of a conversation <laughs> we could get in. There was a guy that uh, decided to uh, smoke a little pot while he yeah. was in his seats, and the people behind him didn't like it, and we oh. almost had a fist fight. It it got very yeah. heated b- between the two wives and the two husbands. Yeah. Not not cool. Not cool. But what is the etiquette? Because I mean, it's a rock. It's a concert. I mean, people are going to smoke, um, but uh, in the pit, that is typically understood. Heck, it's even usually passed around. People share the moment together. But when you're actually in the seats, in the stands, is that okay? When the lights go out, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. But if you're sitting there, this was at six o'clock. Yeah, when it's six o'clock up in the stands. It's bright. It's light outside. Yeah, usually wait. Just wait till the sun goes down and then start, like, ripping and skipping. Dude, it's like leaning your seat back on an airplane without asking the person behind you. Yeah. I've never done that. I've never asked the person behind me, can I lean my chair back? I've never leaned my chair back. I'll be honest. You never. don't have a reason to lean your chair back. <laughs> uh, I like to be relaxed just like everybody else. <laughs> I've never done that. But I have been a part of... Groups of people that had were smoking weed, and the people were like, don't, "Hey, man, don't do that." And it's kind of one of those deals where you're at the mercy of your your neighbors because they could they could call security on you. Just you be polite. I mean? That's yeah. that, that's if the thing, like, hey, man. And I've also I've been at concerts where they're like, "Hey, is it cool if we spark this up?" And they're like, "Sure, go ahead, whatever. Just don't blow it on us." And Cool. All right. Ready to go. The lady sitting right in front of me was on Instagram the entire time Motley Crue was on stage. That really bothered me, but I tried not to pay attention to it. It just, I just, I would see, look down and be like, why are, you, why are you here? Like filming herself? No, no, no. Just like scrolling through Instagram. Oh, God. And then uh, there was an older gentleman to my left. He uh, would randomly spark up conversations, like maybe like while a band was on. And he, he's like, at one point he was like, the wife says uh, they need to do the kickstart song at the uh, at the end. They still need to play that song. I was like, yeah, they're probably closing with it. They did. <laughs> he, he was trying to be friendly, and he was nice. He That's was cool. awesome. Did they play Livewire? Yeah. Oh, I thought they did really well with Livewire. Yeah. I thought that sounded cool. really good. Uh, by the way, just uh, noting here, because it just happened to feed through here on my Twitter timeline, Average cost for a family of four to attend a major league baseball game this year. Oh. 204.76. For a Royals game? For an average cost oh, across average major league cost. baseball games for a family of four. 204.76. Damn. Number eight. Get to uh, the bands here. I want to start with Poison at number eight. I'd never seen them. I was, I was, I was interested in seeing them. But I heard like bad things from the tour, like Brett Michaels didn't sound good. I actually thought they sounded pretty good. I wasn't disappointed whatsoever. They they played the hits. They didn't play on Skinny Bop, but they still played the hits. They went on stage and did what was like an average to above average show. It was fine. Travion, did you think Poison was good? They're fine. I they did a bunch of songs I didn't think they well, they did a bunch of songs they didn't do. Like I I wanted to hear I want action and life goes on, but they didn't do those. So I was like, wow. Oh, whatever. Yeah, he Brett Michaels is talented. Is he cheesy? Yes. 
Are they cheesy as a whole? Yes. Is Poison lame? Yes. But talented dudes. They are definitely talented. They know what they're doing and they're pros. You know, like I give them that. Well, CC DeVille was the only guitarist the entire night to have a guitar solo. What? Nikki Six didn't do a. He did come out and talk a little bit, did Nikki. Wow. But he also plays bass. Oh, doy. It would have yeah. been it would have been um, McMars, McMars, but he 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 doesn't do a ton. Like he you know he's pretty stationary. He's an alien. Yikes! Yeah. He's an alien. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see where are we at here. Number seven. Number seven. I thought Joan Jett was the best vocalist of the night. Uh-huh. She still has it. She still crushes. She still has that raspy voice. Like for a bad reputation, yeah, um, and still puts on. I, I've only seen her once, like for one song that was at a WrestleMania as a full set. I thought she was really good. Yeah, the band was really good, but unfortunately, not a lot of people to see him. Yeah, you start at four thirty. Like that's what are you doing? Yeah, man? that that uh, crazy. That, that that's what's tough about doing a lineup like that on a weeknight. Dude, that's a Saturday. Yeah, it is. That's a day, man. Yeah, and that causes it doesn't sound like yeah, it doesn't sound like that to her. Anyone switching with her? Like maybe yeah. we should switch poison in her every once in a while. Nah, no. nah. Travion, Joan Jett, you were there. She rocked. She was better than poison, I think. So. I agree. Ooh. I agree. I thought she was better than poison. I should say Joan Jett and the Heartbreakers. You know, it's just not her. It's not just her. <laughs> She did uh, Cherry Bomb, too. Ooh. Sorry. Second song of the night. Nice. Uh, number six, Vince Neil. We, as Motley Crue fans, know what is expected, I guess. What's to come with Vince Neil, and that is he's he's, he's, not, he's way past his prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince Neil would fall behind in a couple of songs. Like, he doesn't keep up with with the rest of the band. And he kind of skips over some words, maybe just kind of fast forward, and also doesn't have the best voice anymore. Um, so that, I guess, is a little bit disappointing. He's still out there trying to do his best. But there were some songs I thought he did really well, like Livewire, I thought killed it. But songs like Shout at the Devil, Dr. Feel Good, it just, yeah, it, it, yeah, it that would be the one disappointing part. And I think the only disappointing part about Motley Crue was just Vince Neil not on his game. Oh no. Oh, that's I'm sure Travion would agree. Yeah. It's just, he just mumbles through songs and you know, it's, it's disappointing. It didn't help that the sound system wasn't the best in the venue as well. Yeah, so. That's the thing. Like they needed to turn up lead vocals just a little bit. It was hard to sing along with. So I mean, Vince, I mean, you're not going to be able to really keep up with him, but just everybody <laughs> else, like the harmony, when the harmony kicked in, you could hear the lyrics, but with the lead vocalist, it needed to be turned up just a touch so you could actually hear them over the noise. People oh. want to hear the vocals. You could hear the background girls clearer than you could hear Vince Neil. Oh, wow. They cranked him down, didn't they? Number five. Number five. Tommy Lee, drummer for Motley Crue, was wearing a Detroit Tigers uh, tank top at Kauffman Stadium. Jag off. I was like, man, I was like, I, I don't know if he realized what he was wearing. Maybe it's because, you know, Dom Johnson was, trade, or yeah. was uh, drafted by... The Tigers earlier that day. That, that, that's probably the best thing I could think of as, as a reason why he would wear that shirt. But didn't get a bad reaction or anything. I just noticed. I was like, that's that's an odd thing to wear at Kauffman Stadium and uh, division rival stadium. Also, Joan Jett mentioned big Baltimore Orioles fan. And everybody's like, boo, we beat your ass in the playoffs. Remember 2014? <laughs> no. 
And, um, you know, Tommy did get a bunch of women to flash uh, at one point. I saw quite a few women around me that did. I was like, whoa. Around you? Yeah. Dang, Travion, at that time of his life. I didn't think that went on up there that far. Where I, the band can't apparently see. Apparently it did. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Number rules. four. What's that? <laughs> Tommy rules. Uh, number four, Def Leppard. I owe the band an apology. Yeah, but I said I, I might bounce early. Like I'm not really wanting to see them. I just like a couple of the songs. I wanted to hear "Let It Go," and they played that second. I was like, and it sounded really good. I was like, okay, maybe they're not that bad. And I stayed for a few more songs. They absolutely crushed "Foolin." And then I was like, well, I also like Rocket. I hadn't heard that yet. Yeah. Rocket comes up. They I was like, man, that. they did really well with that. Mm-hmm. I stayed pretty much the whole uh, Def Leppard set. I bounced after Pour Some Sugar on Me because after that, they just played two more songs, Rock of Ages and, um, and Photograph. I, uh-huh. I was like, you know, whatever on those two. And also, like, right in the middle of their set, they played, like, four really boring songs, and it, like, really, like, kind of – took the buzz out of the crowd but Def Leppard was a lot better than what I was expecting a lot better I've seen them twice now Sarah loves them she we saw them live and she fell in love with them so she's a big fan and I see it every once in a while when they have like we give away tickets on K-Rock people like last time I saw them they sucked I just don't know what people want I honestly I, I don't know what people are expecting um when they go to a show, especially a show with Def Leppard, they've been on the road for, I don't know, let me check here, 46 years in a row. I, they're not going to sound like they do on a CD. But if you're there to have a good time and be entertained, Def Leppard is still killing the game, man. They are good. I like them. Travion, Def Lepp? They're good. I, I kind of agree with you. Like um, They had strong moments and weaker moments, and then I dipped after poor some. So... Just to you number know, three. Hmm. Just to get out early, you know. Mm-hmm. Keep cutting them off with David Letterman. Number three, I still feel Motley Crue should have closed the show. Yeah. I still feel like they should have closed the show. That is a nighttime type of rock concert to put on. They would have had a better light show. Just a better show in general, I feel like, if it was at night. It would just add more of an ambiance to it. It's more of a just a natural feeling to have them on at night. I mean, women are taking off their tops. People wouldn't have been leaving as there were a lot of people leaving early because Def Leppard was coming out. I was watching the traffic. Quite a few p- cars were pouring out of the parking lot by the time Motley Crue finished up. Home Sweet Home is an ender at night. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And then Travion's going to see more boobs. I, I felt like I was listening to a live recording of the concert last Thank night. Thank you. Thank you. I practice that at home. Yeah, I thought at home when they did the Home Sweet Home, it was kind of weak because it was at nighttime because it was so light. And he, Tommy Lee was like, oh, yeah, let's see all your phones. And you couldn't see anybody. <laughs> and it wasn't at the end of the set. It was like man, in the middle. He's got to stop doing drugs, man. What? <laughs> let's see your phones. It's 730. Number two. Number two. So this is twice now this has happened. It is taking way, way, way too long to get into Kauffman Stadium and Arrowhead Stadium. I don't know what it is, like if it's the strategy of security of getting into the stadium, but when you're, you know, I, I got in line an hour, make it about 50 minutes before the concert was supposed to start. It took 45 minutes Whew. to get from the street to the metal detectors. Dang. It was moving that slowly. 
That is ridiculous. Yikes. When Joan Jett started her set, there were hardly anybody in the stadium. It was I, I felt bad for her. Like she was playing to hardly anybody. Man. Mm. There was maybe at the most a thousand people in their seats by the what? time she hit the stage. Come on. No one was there for that first band they had open. Like the per- the band that was before Joan Jett, like no one was there. Wait, there was a band before Joan Jett? Yeah. I can't even remember why, what Why are you I thought that was a weeknight? I, I, I thought that was, a, well, I, I figured that was like a band that like they just needed somebody to play so we could get the levels right. I, I think the house they, band? They definitely were, but people were talking about how Classless Act was a band. Like you got to see them, they're really good. Um, but a thousand people in there that see, that probably look like four. You know what again, I'm saying? Like again, why are you doing this on a weeknight? This well, is. Well, I don't think weeknight has nothing to do with it. I think. I mean, th- this was planned out. Uh, this is two years in the making. Yeah. We no, got the I, date months in advance. I get like, that. I just it it's just trying to cram too much into what is a essentially a weeknight. When you've got four acts and, and you add a opener on top of that, yeah, you know, it, five acts. It's, it's, that's, he's right, though. He's right. It, when you go to Arrowhead or you go to Kaufman, you have to be prepared to stand there for a while. Anytime you go. It doesn't matter if it's a preseason game or an, a stadium tour. You're going to be standing in line forever. And it's like, hurry it up. Well, and like the security guy, like... You put your stuff in a basket, uh-huh. and then you go to the metal detectors. The guy at our metal detector, he was looking thoroughly through every basket. Oh, he took boy. 10 to 15 seconds to look through every basket. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we need to come up with a quicker way. Because it, I remember going to a Chiefs game and got lined up at, like, 50 minutes prior to kickoff. We missed kickoff. Oh, boy. Because it was moving so slowly. And it it just it boggles my mind how there hasn't been enough complaints to be like, we got to do something to make this move quicker. Yeah, the, when, it's so, terrible. The game that Sarah that she bought tickets for me, uh, there was a guy wearing like an old um, one of those knights outfits, you know, like the old medieval knights, but it was a chief's one, and they made him take it all off. Oh, and everybody was like, no, and they're like, what do you want us to do? But they didn't let anybody go as he was taking it well, off. They just like he he stood there, took it off. They checked it and then he went. It there are awful. there are no signs that say what's prohibited, what uh, you can have. Yeah. And then you get up there, like people are like trying to empty all their pockets. They keep setting off the middle. Like nobody knows what they're doing. No. People. That's another thing. Like people are not prepared to deal with that situation of what you can have, what you can't have. It is. It's an entire mess. Like it, it, both sides aren't doing what they should. It makes me wonder who was managing that last night. Yeah, really. Because it doesn't sound like it was managed. By the same folks who handle the ball games, but that's me. Especially yeah. with how hot it was too. Oh, there was, was there was a kid in line that literally passed out because it was so hot because we ooh, weren't moving ooh. fast enough. Now, I, I, from what I've said, I don't get me wrong. I had a great time at that show. Yeah, I I I loved every band that I saw last night. I it was a phenomenal time. I couldn't believe I wasn't thinking about going because it was gonna be too hot. <laughs> I was in the shade the whole time. My seats were in the gray spot. Right. But number one here. Number one. Number one takeaway from the concert last night, uh, Lindsay had a great time. I, I w- she was such a trooper. She was kind of a last-minute decision to go. She wanted to spend time with me. I want to spend time with her. But that's not necessarily the music she listens to every day, hardly at all. Like, I was asking her in line just to have conversations. So what's your favorite Motley Crue song? What's your favorite Def Leppard song? She didn't have an answer for me. It's just what songs or music she doesn't usually listen to. 
And then Joan Jett was awesome, and she mentioned that. And Poison was fun. Motley Crue just absolutely rocked the house. They sounded the, the music sounded phenomenal, and Def Leppard was way better than expected. And she was like, I can't believe how many songs I actually know, I actually recognize. I was like, yeah, I mean, these are pretty big bands. That these we just are saw. big, big So I'm, I was absolutely thrilled yeah. that she had a great time, and she was totally cool about me buying 40 bucks worth of uh, – food from Poncho's last night in Topeka before we got home, because that was a must. I had to stop. She's cool. She's cool. She is cool people. All right, when we come back, that's my top ten list for the week. When we come back, um, autograph etiquette. I think that's something else we need to discuss, because there's a video going viral from the uh, All-Star break from yesterday. Yes. Up next. The breaking news from about 25 minutes ago, four-star point guard from Chicago, Illinois, Darren Ames, he goes by Day-Day Ames, has committed to K-State. That was via uh, a video that he has posted on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, saying he is 1,000% committed to Kansas State. Makes him the first commit for the uh, K-State Wildcats in 2023 in men's basketball. And uh, I, I still need to do more research uh, just by knowing what the recruiting classes have been after 2009. Um, I, just from my knowledge, I don't think anybody's been this high. But if my my research, my numbers, all that stuff is correct, he is the highest recruit for K-State hoops since Wally Judge in 2009, who was a top 20 recruit, five-star kid in 09. Darren Ames, for the class of 2023, is ranked 46th in the country, according to rivals. I thought – I I believe I definitely believe that because Wally Judge was such a big deal. Dejuan Gordon, was he – like, I remember him being, like, a pretty big deal, like, as a recruit. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be amazing. So does this mean we go to uh, now win the dang day day? <laughs> You're not the first to make that joke, but it's still good. It's okay. still good. Okay, what about today was a good day day? Yeah. No, I, I don't know if anybody's made that one yet, <laughs> but that's oh, still pretty good. So Dage one Gordon, according to Rivals, was 71st in the country. Uh, another one I would imagine people might bring up uh, because he was a four-star Dean Wade, mm. uh, but he was—I uh, don't think he was in the top 100. Mm. Uh, but I believe he was a—I have to look that up. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was a four-star according to Rivals, but I can't—I'm uh, not exactly for sure. But Dejuan Gordon was a great name to bring up. I agree with that. But no, he was uh, wow, yeah, top 80. Day day today was a good day day. Now I'm sure everybody's seen this video by now. This is from the All Star break autograph line somewhere in LA and an older gentleman in a San Diego Padres hat <laughs> has made headlines because he's been given the worst human award uh, because he was kind of elbowing his way in trying to have the outreach arm from a couple of teenagers trying to get his baseball signed now I'm not the best when it comes to trying to like guess ages but I mean his hair was gray um, and he was trying to do all he could to get an autograph. So, like Troy, who's a big baseball fan, and I'm sure has tried to get a couple of autographs. Like, we don't know the backstory. Like, he could have been trying to get it for a child. I don't know. But he was also be- trying to be a little aggressive in doing it. Also, the age. Like, is there an? Should there be an age limit on who tries to get people to sign their baseballs? This is exactly 
why players hesitate or don't like giving autographs. That example from yesterday is a prime reason because they know that guys like that are going to try to game it and turn it into sales on eBay or wherever else and sell it as collectible stuff. They want to be able to do it for the kids. And they prefer to do it for the kids. And there's better control of it in stadium, perfectly honest. If you're looking at during batting practice or around that time and the you're able to handle it up around the dugout, you can usually filter the older guys back with a bit of security. Yesterday, there wasn't security nearby there. That was on their way, probably what, red carpet, quote unquote, into the stadium. And so he's reaching over people and uh, someone had the best line of it uh, that his, his uh, eBay store was down bad <laughs> because it, it just looked so awful. Oh, it does. It's cringy. He's got the one little kid right in front of him. And then the second kid, he's kind of like pushing into his face and then he kind of checks him a little bit too. Yeah. Get out of here with yeah. your old ass. Dude, yeah. this it, is weird, if, man. If you want to complain about athletes not signing autographs yeah. anymore... There's your reason why. Right. There's your prime example as to why they don't stop and sign autographs. Weird. Because Weird. it, yeah, because all it is is it's a money-making opportunity for the guy, and he thinks he's going to be able to push his way forward and get there and get all those autographs and be able to sell them that night. Well, who was it, though, too? He was trying to get who I, I, I didn't I, I didn't recognize the player, but I, I just also, I, I think it's weird where you're asking for an autograph from a player that's 30 years younger than you. Yeah. Also true. Like, if yeah. it was a player older than you, or you grew up watching, I think that's fine. You mean my Bob Feller autograph is okay? Yeah. Yes. By the way, taking gloves to games, people think, like, if you're <laughs> older than uh, 15, you shouldn't have them. I mean, here's the deal. If I had a ball coming my way, I'd like to have a glove to maybe catch it so I don't kill, get myself killed. Right, get your $15 beard. Stick it up Break there. my hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap up for hour one, hour two. Don't go anywhere. Phil Steele is next. Also, your local news.